0: No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code program.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm off this week, but I'm excited to share three wonderful episodes from last year about dreams and hope and recovery and determination. I'll be back next week with more Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration. changing
0: your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark.
1: Hey, it's Amy Newmark with some new favorites for you from our latest book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable. Now, you may know that we get thousands of submissions for each of our books, and we only have 101 slots. So We can be very, very choosy, and we get to publish some truly fabulous stories. Sometimes we're also inundated with hundreds of stories on a particular subtopic. And in the case of our new book about dreams, one of the subtopics that was super popular this time was love stories, stories about people finding their soulmates in some crazy ways through dreams, through premonitions, or through weird startling coincidences. And there were so many great love stories that we made a whole chapter of them in this book. It's a chapter called The Miracle of Finding Love. And then we decided to make a whole book about The Miracle of Finding Love, which is gonna come out in June, 2018. So if you love love stories, we'll have that for you next year. Today, I'm gonna share two love stories from this current book. The first is by Melissa Kreider, who goes by the author name M.D. Kreider. So Melissa says that when she was in high school, she was certain that she had her life figured out. She was going to graduate high school, go to college, and then have a great career. Her plans did not include marriage because she didn't think anyone was ever going to be interested in her, so she wasn't even going to try. She was just going to accept that she would be alone. And then she had a dream. That changed her plans. In this dream, she was walking aboard a Navy ship with her grandpa. He was showing her around and he was talking to her about her fear that she would be alone. He said that he knew she would find love. And then they stopped in a room where a sailor was standing with his back toward them. All Melissa could see of him was that he was tall and had dark hair. Sweetheart, her grandpa said, this is the man you will marry. He will love you more than you know. Don't worry anymore. You are going to be okay. Melissa woke up after that dream, to the sound of her sister sobbing downstairs. She rushed downstairs to see what was wrong, and she found her whole family in the living room. The grandfather she had just dreamt about had died. She was shocked. She had just seen him a few days before, and he had seemed healthy and happy. He had just married a few months before, after being a widower for a long time. His new wife said that he had seemed to know his time had come that morning. He had woken up, kissed her, told her he loved her, retrieved his temple clothes from the closet, and laid them out, and then he lay back down and died. Melissa would also learn that other members of her family had dreamt of him that night. It seemed like he was making the rounds, saying goodbye to his family members. Several years passed, and Melissa was going to college, and she was speaking to a male friend regularly on the phone. He had just re-enlisted in the Navy. That friendship, over the phone, grew into a long-distance relationship. And five years after her grandpa's death and after that dream, Melissa married that Navy man who her grandfather had shown her in that dream. Lori Chidori Phillips dreamt about a man, too, except that he was just a little boy when she first saw him in her dreams. And I got to talk to Lori recently, and she told me that the dream started when she was just a little kid, about five years old. Now, her great-grandparents had emigrated from Japan to Hawaii, and they had held on to some Japanese cultural practices, including soaking in a very hot tub which I'm not going to pronounce properly, but it's something like a furrow bath, and Lori will pronounce it properly later. But this was an important part of Lori's family life. And one night, she had a dream that was different from her normal childhood dreams. Lori, what happened in that dream? Well, one night, I
2: dreamt that I was sitting in an old-fashioned Japanese fudo. And my great-grandmother, with her white hair, pulled into a tight bun. She sat by, crocheting and looking up occasionally to make sure I was safe. And next to me was a little blonde boy. He was a little older than I was, and we didn't speak to each other at all. But we were friends, and that much I could tell because there was this overwhelming feeling of happiness and well-being that I felt when I was with him. And when I woke up, that was all I could remember, a sweet joy. And all I knew was that I wanted to spend time with my friend.
1: So that was an intense, vivid dream for a little five-year-old girl. And then nearly 20 years passed, and Lori was in her mid-twenties and living in California, and she was in the process of breaking up with a longtime boyfriend, but she wasn't sure if she should break up with him or not. So she prayed for guidance, asking for a sign. And then she had another dream. Lori,
2: what happened in this dream? Well, that night, I had a dream that I saw a filmy veil that kind of hung like a curtain across the window, and I saw the shadow of a figure of a man, and my heart skipped a beat. There was someone else for me, I thought. And so the next day, I made a clean break. And to go along with my new beginning, I got a new job. And one week into my new job, a blonde man walked through the door. A blonde
1: man walked through the door. And Lori says something weird happened when that blonde man walked through the door. You could feel it in the air when she and this man looked at each other. Lori, what happened? And tell me how your coworkers reacted to this.
2: <laughs> Well, there was just something so familiar about us together and so much so that the company secretary who had been sitting at the front desk. She came to me later and asked, what was that? Something happened. What's going on? And I really didn't know, frankly. All I did know was there was something special about this man. And all I wanted to do was, was be with him.
1: So they dated and they got to know each other. And then one day... After they had been dating for a while, Lori told him about those hot baths and that dream she had when she was five years old about that little blonde boy. And that's when his eyes teared up. And he told her about a recurring dream he had when he was eight.
2: Lori, what was his dream? Well, he was in a large hot tub with an old Asian woman sitting in the background. And next to him sat a little girl with short black hair. She looked Japanese. And although they didn't speak, he felt really happy to be with his playmate. He said that that sweet dream had played for three nights, and he was so anxious to go to sleep each night. But when the dream stopped, he felt this this terrible loss that
1: took him a while to get over. Lori said that he grew up in a part of Texas where there were no Asians, so it's hard to imagine why he would have dreamt at age eight about an Asian family, and even harder to understand how he could have known about their special hot tubs. The whole story is startling and very romantic, and Lori and her blonde Texas boy have been married for 32 years now, and one tradition has continued, according to Lori. And what
2: is that, Lori? Well, even though we have grown children of our own now, sometimes we sit in a large Japanese photo together like we once did, in a very happy dream, and one that continues now, even when we're awake.
1: So congratulations, Lori. That is just the most amazing love story. I'm Amy Newmark. Thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. And please remember to share it with your friends and family. Show them how to listen to podcasts and how to subscribe so they get them automatically downloaded. And if you want to learn more about our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable, visit our website, chickensoup.com. While you're there, sign up. For one of our free email newsletters, you can actually have a Chicken Soup for the Soul story emailed to you every day, including plenty of stories from our new book about dreams. Come back Friday and meet John Elliott. He's a fascinating man who was a spy for the United States and Israel. He speaks six languages. He's written more than 20 books. And he also happens to be a Chicken Soup for the Soul writer. He's going to talk about a remarkable, life-saving encounter he had at age six as well as getting us up to speed on his incredible life in the intelligence community.